What's the best way to make friends? It can be hard if you're not local, but to speak of a bit socially anxious. Friendship sometimes can be a bit of a challenging topic. Because if you have a, a series of friends when you're younger, you may not now live in the same place, so you mightn't see them at all, or you might only see them occasionally. And even if you happen to live in the same area as them still, you may have noticed that people change as time goes by. And that could be kind of disconcerting. You know, we think, well, I'm still me and they're still them, but no, we, we grow and we develop as people. And sometimes with the best will in the world, there just isn't that same compatibility. Sometimes a friendship as well happens in the context of shared circumstances, which mightn't be happening anymore. A particular moment, a particular place, a particular location, could be a job, could be studying together, things like that. So as the moment changes, and that's not the case anymore, sometimes it doesn't quite resonate in exactly the same way. And of course, different people come into our life as well. Uh, other friends, colleagues, time with family. If we have a relationship, that can have a big impact. And this sort of evolution happens over time. And it's not even a question of good or bad, but just sometimes people are on different trajectories. Now, of course, if you aren't from then a particular area where you live, maybe you're from a different county, a different country, a different uh, continent, that of course can be even more challenging. How do you make contact with people even to begin with? You know, to some degree, you're going to bump into some people probably in your day-to-day -day life, but you know, it's hard to make friends at the supermarket. It's possible maybe with colleagues and co-workers, but it may be that you're doing the kind of work where you can't really interact in, in that friendly way. And even if you can, they mightn't by chance be exactly the kind of person who's going to be a good uh, candidate for friendship. Again, they just might have different interests. You know, statistically, if you think about it, there are over 7 billion people in the world and you're probably not going to resonate with every one of those 7 billion people in exactly the same way. So, you know, I'm sure there's a, a good number of million of them that you'll get on great with, and then thousands of them you'll get on really great with, and so on. But, you know, the chances that you, you take up a job and they're going to be your best friends waiting there, it may happen. Great if it does, but it also may not. So it can be a bit tricky. So how to go practically and psychologically about making friends. And then there's that other variable. Well, what if we're a bit socially anxious as well? That can make it feel even more daunting. In, in a sense, the challenge is the same either way. But with social anxiety, what we tend to do is overthink it, I suppose, a bit beforehand. Why? Well, because anxiety is all about risk and risk management. And what the imagination often does is it plays out what could go wrong. So that often leads us to either just not risk it, so we pull back and withdraw for fear of things going wrong, or we push forward, but because of the, the tension we're carrying, because we're worrying about what could go wrong, we maybe don't engage or communicate in, in the way we otherwise might if we weren't so concerned about it. So when you really want something, that can create a kind of a pressure, which can create a problem. And at least you're just distracted. 
you know, because if you're there in the moment worried about outcomes, that's taking your attention away from just connecting with another person. So it can be hard to think clearly about this uh, at the best of times, but what to speak of when there's a layer of social anxiety upon it as well. So a few ideas. One important starting point, and this is not a substitute for friendship, but it's, it's a good starting point, is to really invest in an appreciation and a development of your own confidence. Because sometimes what we're doing is we're looking externally for something that we should at least also feel internally. Now, again, the goal here is not to say, okay, I'm going to isolate myself from the world. I'm going to be self-sufficient emotionally and otherwise. I'm going to sit in the corner. I'm going to be my own friend. And that's that. That's not the point. The point is that how can we really find something in another person that we're not to some degree resonating with within ourselves? And also, in terms of friendship being mutual, in order to connect well with another person, we're probably going to want to not so much have something to give them. It doesn't need to be transactional in that way. But it kind of makes sense to kind of manifest the sort of qualities that are going to make the friendship work. Not even just as a favor for them, but, you know, they say it takes two to tango. So if you imagine you really wanted somebody to dance with, but you weren't willing to learn to dance or to practice your own technique. Even if you didn't care about them, which would be a strange footing for a friendship, just in order for you to enjoy the dancing, of course, you're going to form part of the equation. You're going to need to dance well. They hopefully will to some degree as well. And then the magic comes from the two of you doing what you're doing. So confidence in, in this regard is a bit like that. So it can be helpful as a starting point too. And appreciate yourself. And one way of framing this is to think of yourself as someone else. You are someone else. <laughs> you're someone else to over 7 billion people. So you're only you to one person. So sometimes we afford a little bit more respect. Not always. Sometimes it goes the other way. But sometimes we afford a little bit more respect to people who aren't us. We sometimes are a little bit hard on ourselves, particularly in cases of social anxiety. So be careful with that. And there's no time like the present to start practicing a little bit of positive self-regard. This is not arrogance. This is not egotism. This is not narcissism. Those are different things. This is just respecting yourself as you would anyone else. Why not? And giving yourself that space and that room and being kind to yourself and recognizing that you are good friend material. Lots of people would like to hang out with you. Now, you might say, ah, but I've had bad experience in this area. Well, there's a number of reasons for that. Some of them include the self-fulfilling prophecy of worry that we talked about before, which makes us kind of get in our own way. So that might be something we need to do a bit of work on. doesn't mean you're not good friend material, though. It just means you're getting in your own way. It's, it's, it's a different thing. Um, you can also find sometimes that the problem is, is when we're putting so much pressure on ourselves, when we're being so hard on ourselves, that really our personality traits don't have the opportunity to bubble forward to the surface. You know, if we're there kind of stricken and worried about consequences, we don't tend to kind of relax and get into ourselves and administer those qualities. So there's a variety of reasons like that why it mightn't quite pan out all the time. But that doesn't mean that you're not likable and lovable. And then the other thing is just the numbers game. So, you know, if there's so many people in the world, just because you've met people and it hasn't clicked or it hasn't worked out, 
they just may not be your people. And it is tricky, I know, because it's daunting sometimes when that happens, when there's an apparent rejection. But you've got to be a bit careful about believing that too much because maybe one person, you know, we're just not going to click and connect with, but another person we really are. And it'd be a shame. Let's say it's the fifth person who would make a good friend for us. So we meet the first person, doesn't quite pan out, and we go, oh, God, I'm a bit anxious now. Second person, we try, maybe not. Third person, yeah, maybe a little bit, but not much. Fourth person, and we go, okay, I think I'm going to give up. But maybe the fifth person we'd really click and connect with just because these are different people and there's different dynamics between people. So really careful with that, watching out for that. So developing your own confidence, that respect for yourself, that acknowledgement of your own lovability and likability. Now, you might have a further objection there. You might say, well, hold on a minute. I'm a bit of an oddball. I've got eccentric tastes. I'm into this, that or the other. Don't worry, there's lots of other people like you out there. <laughs> people are interested in all kinds of things. So there's literally nothing that there isn't going to be somebody else out there that to some degree is on that same frequency as you. That, that's, that's almost a given. There's a massive amount of diversity in the world. Now, they mightn't be exactly like you, but that's good. Because if you are looking for somebody exactly like you, just go home, sit in front of the mirror, and you're good. So you're looking for people to be, I suppose, similar enough to you so you're speaking the same language in some shape or form. You know, there's some sense of being on the same frequency. But also different enough that there's a kind of a positive challenge there. They can stimulate you. It's kind of like trying to tickle yourself, you know. <laughs> if you know it's your hand, it doesn't quite work. So you kind of need something a little bit different there in order to be able to kind of reach out and get you, but also to be a bit different as well. So there's a kind of a psychological, a mental, an emotional version of that that happens. So aside from that confidence, which is a good starting point, practicing that, very often the, the practical question of where to find people to develop friendships can be tricky. Because again, if you've moved or if you don't have friends from childhood, it can seem that people kind of have their set friendships and they've got their grooves and you know you can don't know necessarily sometimes how and where to fit into that so a useful uh, attentional switch here kind of a shift of the direction of your attention is instead of to spend a huge amount of time focusing on people is actually to more focus on ideas activities and interests this is something that can work quite well because really, it's not usually the case that person A and person B get together and they just focus on each other, particularly if they're strangers. That's not normally how it works. I'm sure there's specialist websites where you can arrange that if you wanted, but that's kind of not the norm of human interaction. Usually it's that this person over here is interested in something. And if the other person is also interested in something, then there's a shared interest, a shared field of attention. And that creates a great space in order to connect and resonate with another person. So whatever your interests are, it might be sports, it might be music, it might be cinema, it might be dancing, the art and creativity of different descriptions. There are so many things out there that people are interested in. And to be able to get together on the basis of that shared experience, that can be a very good foundation for meeting people. And it's also just very functional. Because you're not there trying to 
you know, kind of break the ice too much. You know, there's still a bit of work to be done and a bit of stretching, which is probably good for us anyway. But if we know people have shared interest, very often the activity itself becomes the point. You're focusing in on it. Maybe you're collaborating together on something. So you, you, you can talk about that anyway. And then there's a kind of a natural flow of conversation. And the other, of course, critical point here is you're more likely to meet your kind of people at your kind of places. You know, it makes sense if you're looking to find somebody who's into sports and you're hanging out in the library, that's fine, but that's probably the wrong place for that and vice versa. So it's not about rights or wrongs, but it's about kind of consistently where are you going to find the right kinds of people to connect with? Not that it's weird. You're out kind of hunting people down. No, no, you're just living your life. You're doing what you're interested in. You're enjoying it and you're meeting people on that shared journey with shared interests. Now, of course, there's still a bit of a numbers game here. Some of those people are going to maybe resonate a bit more with you, some of them a bit less. And out of those that you do resonate with, there may be kind of opportunities in terms of their time or availability or not in order to kind of stay in contact a bit more. But this is going to look after itself in a way. You know, the worst case scenario, it'll be enriching. The best case scenario, it'll be very enriching if you're finding some meaningful connection with other people. And if it can turn into something greater, well, then it will turn into something greater. And that's wonderful. That can be allowed to to happen in its own way. And having built that confidence and having looked for shared interests, very often meetup groups and sports teams and art studios and places like that are just really good places to look. There's a lot of amazing things going on with really great people. So, you know, don't ever be afraid to just get in touch and say, hey, what are you doing there? Can I get involved? Because, you know, for the most part, just people are very, very supportive. That's certainly been my experience in, in helping people in similar circumstances. And as you are then interacting with approaching people, it's helpful to remember to take that relaxed approach. So I think we want to be taking action, in other words, going places and maybe practicing communicating a bit, but to let the pressure levels be a bit lower. You know, sometimes that's the mistake that we make. We tell ourselves, so, you know, I've got to achieve a friendship here or I've got to impress a person or I've got... No, no, you don't. <laughs> you absolutely don't. You wouldn't want to work too hard and impress the wrong people and they're not really your kinds of people anyway. So just be yourself. Now, being yourself doesn't mean that you just go, yeah, you know, and you disregard the people in front of you. It means you be the part of yourself that can connect well with other people, but nothing more than that. So you shouldn't be pretending to be who you're not, but that doesn't mean you need to be you know, the version of yourself that when you're at home just watching TV and you're not chatting with somebody, you don't need to be that version of you either. <laughs> There's somewhere in the middle that is a real authentic part of you, but it's an aspect of you that is engaged socially. And sometimes it's helpful to think of examples from your life. Like you might think of, of people you have had friendships with in the past or family members or people you have a good sense of connection with or even sometimes examples from TV programs or films where you, know, where you see a kind of a friendship or a style of communication that people have and you like that. And that's a kind of a good model for what you're looking for. You know, is, is it very laid back? Is there a lot of joking involved? Is it more about just, you know, you're focused on projects? There's some people just like shared experiences and it's not even about the talking, it's more about the doing. So, you know, that, that's all good. You know, these are just different styles. So to the degree you know that, it can be a bit easier to find it. 
But I think what we want to do then in those moments is just relax and enjoy human interaction and connection, not to be trying too hard. So high engagement, you know, action, getting involved, doing things, but low pressure rather than high pressure and low engagement. That's not really going to get us where we want to be. So I think if you're exploring some of those themes, developing confidence, shared interest as a great way to meet and connect with people and to be more likely to be sustainable and also taking that kind of a relaxed, engaged, but relaxed approach. That's going to bring you at least in the right direction, I hope. If you found this valuable, do like, subscribe, and share. And what's your experience? Do you have any questions or topic suggestions? You can contribute in the comments, on social media using hashtag BodyMindSelf, or on jfl.com.